you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me here today, Connor DiBiase. And today, we are talking about the top 20 wide receivers in fantasy football PPR for this upcoming league. For this upcoming year, excuse me. Now, of course... We will be wrong on some of these, but we hope to be right on most of them. Without further ado, let's get us started with the Super Bowl MVP of last season and one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time, number one off the board, Cooper Cup. Um, Connor, what should we expect out of Cooper Cup in his in this next Yeah, I mean, season. obviously you are expecting his production to go down uh, because he had one of the best fantasy seasons ever. Yeah. Um, his target, he got 191 targets, um, which is ridiculous. Um, so don't expect him to get that many um, targets again. And he's just a PPR monster because he still will get a lot. Uh, obviously, Allen Robinson takes it down a bit. I don't expect him to be as aggressive passing the ball either, mm-hmm. um, especially getting injured running backs back. Um, and he's probably not getting all those red zone looks that he was gonna that he was getting last year either. However, fact, yeah, go ahead. I take Justin Jefferson over him for this season. It's hard to not just take him above Jefferson just because of what we just saw. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at your one and two, these are two guys. And I think the difference between the two is you. I think commonly, I think it's common thought at this point that Cooper Cup's going to go down production-wise and Justin Jefferson's production is going to go up. So that's kind of what you're thinking about. But at the same time, you can't disregard what Cooper Cup did last year. You know what he's going to put out every week. He's probably going to score 10-plus touchdowns. His yards after catch is ridiculous. Like, he's going to get you those points. He's going to be consistent. Um, but he is that wide receiver one for sure now. So, you know, it, it's going to be um, it's going to be a different year. You can't expect the same production out of him, but I still think he's wide receiver one off the board. Like, he's not getting after. There's no question. He's not. I mean, we just set up our league today. Connor and I were literally just two minutes ago talking about this. Like, he is not getting outside of the top five. Like, there's just there's there's a very small chance that that happens. Um, he's, he's really fantastic. And, and he's going to go off the board early. Um, at number two overall for wide receivers – we just mentioned him, Justin Jefferson. And before Connor, before you say anything, I'm going to say why I love Justin Jefferson this year. Um, and it comes down to one thing. The coaching in Minnesota this year, I think, is far better than it has been in a very long time. And, and what I specifically mean by that is I think that this year there's going to be a lot more passing. Um. In Minnesota, I think that they're really going to ask more of Kirk Cousins. And obviously, we all know that it is of my opinion that he will be able to rise to the occasion. Um, And I honestly think he will. Justin Jefferson's an incredible receiver. And I really expect massive things from him this year. Connor? Yeah, 
Uh, he had a 29% target share last year. Adam Thielen's only getting older, and while he still will be big red zone target, I think I've down to down. It definitely will be a lot of Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, I value him as my wide receiver one in standard leagues. In PPR, I still value him under Cup, but, mm-hmm. but Cup, Jefferson, and there's a drop. Uh, they might be the only two. They probably are the only two receivers taken in the first round on like 10-team leagues or 18-team leagues. Uh, and in a 12-team league, you may you may see one more. You usually see Chase or Adams go towards the end. Yeah, and, and, and just for context, I'm a guy who's sitting at 11, right? So when I look at this, I say to myself, okay, I can have a guy like Jamar Chase. I can have a guy like Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams, and then I can get a running back a couple picks later. So it's really going to be, in my opinion, like – my draft strategy, and this is early, so I don't, I don't, I'm not really giving anything away. But given there's a big tier of second receivers, second tier receivers, I think Connor, I'm going to be looking to get a running back at 11 and a wide receiver at pick 14. I think it depends where it gets down to. That this is more just talk about fantasy in general. Uh, we right. might do something on. I don't know. Yeah, uh, just kind of the, the different strategies you can go. Where mm-hmm. if you're there at 11. Do you value double receiver? Do you want that top running back? Then you draft like five receivers. How do you want to do it? Right. How do you go about it pick by pick? And I think we will do an episode where we'll break down a 12-team league. Like we can do a sleeper mock draft recorded. Yeah, yeah. We will We will do something like that. And, um, we'll, but I, I don't know. If, if you can get Joe Mixon, then on the turn, get – Then, But that's what I'm saying. If you're at 11 – you get Joe Mixon, then on the turn, okay, someone's going to pick, but he's likely not going to go wide receiver, wide receiver at 12 and 13. I mean, he may. He may. It's possible. If, if my top, if McCaffrey, Taylor, Eckler, Henry, Mixon, Cook, maybe Najee, Najee Swift. All off, board, all off the board, and I'm at 12, 13, that probably means I can. Double up Devonte Adams and that's Jeff true, Diggs. but but the, the the chance of that happening, I feel like, is pretty low. All right, back on to receivers. Yeah, back. Sorry, we got a little distracted. Yeah. Anyways, Justin Jefferson's awesome, um, and and he's he's gonna be a top seven pick probably probably in most leagues. Uh, yeah, you'd expect both of them to go top eight. Yeah, uh, I think it's hard. I mean, you can have some leagues that value. Uh, running backs a lot more, especially in standard leagues. Running back value is a, is a lot higher uh, just because wide receivers lose a lot of points on PPR. Right. But I still expect both of them to go top eight for sure. Yeah. At number three, we have Devontae Adams. And and honestly, there's a lot to – like, I feel like Devontae this year, he could legitimately be like so, so good or he could be just – middle tier receiver like lower than where we have him i personally and i think connor we both agreed on this he's gonna have a big season and as we mentioned before the defenses in the afc west are pretty bad and Devonte adams has been the best wide receiver in the game not maybe points wise but maybe route running ability and stuff like that um in the league and Derek Carr is a guy who's gonna throw the football, right? He's gonna, he's gonna, he, he, he's like Aaron Rodgers in the sense that he does let the ball fly. They do a lot of deep routes, and I think that Devontae Adams is gonna see a lot of success there. That's more open than Devontae Adams in this league. There's no one, no one. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot to like about. Him. I mean, there's not much that you can say. You know, that's something I don't like about Devontae Adams. The question is, is where does he fall? How many points is he going to get? I think he, I think we have him appropriately rated Connor, you and I, in terms of where he should be on the wide receiver, like, like, um, tier list. I had a 10 team league that I did a draft for 150 each, so big league. And my draft plan going in, um, was Swift and Devontae Adams, just because I valued uh, Devonte so high ended up that Mixon fell to me, which is unlikely in a lot of leagues, um, especially a ten teamer when a lot of people try to get running back. So I did end up doubling up Swift and um, 
Mixon as my two running backs. So I'm going to draft another one for like eight rounds. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just the overall value that Devontae has is not like he's dropping off a cliff. This is a guy who was drafted top four last year. Right, and he and I think people are going to see him and they're going to see all these younger wide receivers. They're going to go for him. So I think if you you could get him at like two one, I think there's a shot in a bunch of leagues two one two two. Like he's gonna be sitting there. I think that in 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 a right scenario, I'm taking him on, in a twelve team. If he's there on the turn, I'm taking him ten times out of ten. Yeah, um, no, that's that's my philosophy. If he's at two two, I'm taking him. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no reason not to. Um, at four we have Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a bit of an interesting case because he really is talented. But it just feels like there's a lot of competition in Cincinnati there's to get the ball. so much in that offense. Drew right. Mixon being one of the, the highest carry running backs in the league. Right. Um, I, I don't, like, I, you expect to see kind of a sophomore slump. He had 128 targets as a rookie. Do I think he's going to get 140-plus targets? I don't know. Probably not. Is he start being covered as a wide receiver one, or is he still going to be the wide receiver two behind Higgins, which is mostly what he was covered as last year? Like, I don't think he's wide receiver two. I think he's going to be covered as wide receiver no, one. No, I think he's a wide receiver one. It's just the way you throw different coverages at a speedy guy versus more of a uh, over-the-top catch guy. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky situation, I think, um, for Jamar Chase and how much you trust him because T. Higgins is another guy that's a top 15 receiver, top 20 receiver. Um, and you expect both of them to have that great production? Is one going to outproduce the other? That's why I'm kind of not incredibly in on taking Jamar Chase in the first round. Right. I feel like Jamar Chase, high risk, high reward player. I think that if you. And you saw that. He was yeah. not incredible at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then. He was a league winner in the playoffs. Basically. Right. He had an incredible second half of the season. But what kind of play will we receive from next year? They're not necessarily playing with desperation a lot of games, I don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just chuck, like, like they were fighting for playoff life towards the end of that season and just flying the ball down consistently mm-hmm. to those receivers. I didn't expect that offense to do the same way this year. I think a lot of that was the defense was not doing well early in the season, but towards the end, the defense kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I think with the defense figuring it out next season, they'll have a lot lighter of a, of a time facing opponents where it won't be as like mm-hmm. balls to the wall, got to go for it all. And I think the passing production goes down. And right. Cause you're just going to, it's going to be more balanced offense. I, I agree. Fuck it, Jamal Chase is down there some way. As the right. Player. And the offensive line is better, too. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do that yeah, anymore. You don't have to run and throw right. as far as you can. At number five, we have Stephon Diggs. And, okay, so I'm going to uh, – right now, when I'm talking about Stephon Diggs, I, I, I can't, it's almost like I can't even put my support behind him after last year because he was good, but he just wasn't what I thought he would be. Stefan Diggs was people consider a bust last year. Right. Uh, despite being drafted as probably a top three wide receiver. He was still a top seven wide receiver. Right. Um, catching 24 fewer passers. Um, and so seeing a smaller target share. Uh, and, and I think he's right back into that top five. I think... Uh, I agree with that, too. That is they had yeah. so many injuries to receivers that he's just getting double, triple covered every freaking play. Right. And so I almost I almost have this like gut reaction like, Michael, don't pick Stephon Diggs. You know what happened last year. But it's like, Michael, get out of your own head. Like That's the one thing fantasy players, even including me, struggle with. It's hard after a year where you picked a player who just didn't, didn't, even, didn't even flop. He just – I expected him to be better than he was. And, you know, that's tough. But, again, I have to kind of get through this and say to myself, Michael, Stephon Diggs, arguably – passes from Josh Allen. Yeah. And so they still don't have a great run game. So – And there's finally better wide receiver twos around yeah. him. Yeah. Like, it, it's it, – like with guys exploiting he, – he had a solid end of the season. Mm-hmm. A lot of that – is because other guys found their footing and now you have to start covering these other guys like mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and stuff. Yep. 
At number six, we have Debo Samuel. And I think, again, what makes Debo Samuel so dangerous is his ability to run with the football and his ability to score in two different ways. Yeah, his yards after the catch were just phenomenal last year. He's so good just with the ball. Now, I think there's two big risks for Debo Samuel this year. The first being injury, right? He is used in a way that he is on the front lines. You know what I'm saying? Like he's being planned to use that year. Huh? said he doesn't want to be used that way this year. He says he doesn't want to be used that way this year, but then that takes away from his fantasy value. It definitely does. I don't know if it does completely. He's still going to be the number one target. I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing to Brandon Ayuk over him. That's true. And though the running back, like the end-around touchdowns did get him some points, that was points. Uh, and, and if he continued on – if you expect him to have that same production, you're valuing him as a wide receiver, a top three wide receiver. We're not. We're valuing him as wide receiver six, a top ten guy. Right. He's outside the top five. Right. Um, no, that's true. He's definitely going to end up being a safety net for Trey Lance. Right. That's what I was about to say. How do you view Trey Lance with the football to Debo Samuel? Because on one hand, right, young quarterback, he's going to love Debo Samuel, right? But on the other hand, is Trey Lance going to be dynamic enough where he's going to put Debo Samuel in a position to, to score touchdowns, right? Like how, how good is this 49ers offense going to be? Because at the end of the day, it's fantastic if Debo Samuel's catching, you know, 10 balls a game for, you know, 60 yards, 70 yards, right? I mean, that's... I think his red zone production might go up this year. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying how many times will they get into the red zone though? How many times? Oh, I think they'll be fine offensively. Right. This is a team that has always worked through the run game. That's how true. They got to the Super Bowl for God's sake. No, that's so a good point. They lost the Super Bowl going away from the run game. They know that everything builds on the run game. They always find these diamond in the rough running backs. They, they, they will be fine. They're passing up into the secondary. And now they have a rushing QB to do that. If Debo Samuel even takes a half of the snaps he did last year at those running back positions, with Trey Lance doing another one, another few of those, taking some of those snaps, mm-hmm. rushing around the edge, or then you have Elijah Mitchell there, of course. You just drafted a guy. You still have Hasty there, who looked great in preseason. It's a deal where everything runs through that running game, and that passing game will be covered as secondary just because of how they how they play, and that opens up a lot for Debo, who's not probably getting double triple covered that much because that's not how that offense runs. This is true. I I think the way that I I, I think if if Kyle Shanahan is good enough coach. I don't know if he necessarily is. The way he can play that same offense, but substitute Trey Lance in as that kind of Debo player. The way right. He used to as a quarterback receiver. Well, obviously you want to do Trey Lance as receiver, but a quarterback and runner. Um, I, I think that'll work better and open up the passing game more so. That's definitely, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting take right there by Connor. And I think, I think he's definitely making some very good points on that. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying... Like, listen to that. That's very, very smart, and and um, he, he very well could be right. Um, at number seven, a guy who I am cold as ice on, C.D. Lamb. Um, I just don't know if he's a wide receiver one in the matter if he's a wide receiver one. It doesn't matter your opinion on the player. He's gonna be a fantasy beast. I, I, but is he? Is he? But is he seven? But freaking target shares. He's gonna get maybe close to the most targets in the league. He's, he's, that's true. He's the guy that Dak is always gonna look at. One. He's a guy that's incredible on short. That's targets. true. He. This Dallas team lost 181 targets. Uh, going into this year. Right, because they lost Not Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper. Two and wide receiver three are injured for significant portions of the beginning of the season. C.D. Lamb is going to go freaking off in fantasy. He might not be good. He might not look good. He might have a lot of drops. He might have bad runs, but he's going to get freaking targets out the ass from Dak. And this is, 
and this is just going to be a fantasy dream for CB. I don't care what you think of him as a player. It's no, no, I, I was strictly talking fantasy. Um, but but built for fantasy this year based on just targets. Nah, you're right about that. I Connor's right. I was wrong. Um, that was yeah. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, CD Lamb's going to get a lot of targets. Um, they're definitely going to be moving the ball. I think that red zone. My my concern was basically this. You know, playing against the number one quarterback, cornerback, is he going to get as open? And and the answer is probably no, or the answer is no, but he's going to get enough targets that that'll probably offset, right? So he'll he'll probably be okay at the end of the day. Um, he's not a, he's not necessarily a, a, a deep receiving quarter of uh, wide receiver, anyways. Right. Which lockdown corners usually straight to. Uh, right. I think Gallup a lot of the time will be covered as that. Um, wide receiver one right because he's a deep threat edge to edge guys right that's true at number eight we have mike evans um so consistent right i mean connor what are the odds that mike evans goes for a thousand yards a season receiving uh, 100%. probably pretty damn high injury. right barring any injury he's gonna get you a thousand yards he's probably gonna get you a touchdown almost every game He's going to catch seven, eight passes for, you know, 50 to 80, 50, 80 yards and probably touchdown. Who doesn't want that? You know what I'm saying? Very consistent Mike Evans at number eight, right? He's not going to, he's not going to really have too many games where I feel like he's going to be, you know, blowing the roof off the place. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's just not that receiver really. Um, But he's going to get like, he's going to be consistent, Connor. Um, and, and the only reason we have this next guy at number nine, Keenan Allen over Mike Evans is because of consistency, but I really could see at the end of this year, Keenan Allen being above a bunch of these guys in terms of fantasy. Cause I think he is just so nasty. Connor. And you want to take a quick break before we talk about. No, we're good on time. Yeah. We're good. Can we just take a quick break? Michael? Oh yeah. All right. We'll take a quick break. Um, and we'll be right back to talk about Keenan Allen. And we're back. Okay. Number nine, Keenan Allen. Connor, what's your thoughts on Keenan? One of the safest possible picks you can have. Um, Keenan Allen's production will be there. Uh, he's been a top 10 receiver for almost how long? Forever. But yet, I still feel like he has... He's been a wide receiver 14 or better. He got a 25% target share last year when Mike Evans eventually goes down. Mike Williams, but yeah. Mike Williams, sorry. Then she goes down, he'll be right there. He's a borderline wide receiver one, which is what you get at these low 10s. But I even feel like he has that ability yeah, to extend. Like, I think... It depends on his touchdown production, really. Right, and, that, and that's what it will come down to. But you got to feel like second year, Brandon Saley, second year with this offense... Like, it's definitely going to be smoother. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I think the Chargers are good, going to be a good team this year. So I almost feel like Keenan Allen's the guy who you're like, listen, you know, end of the day, he's wide receiver 12 at, at worst. You know, best case scenario, I mean, he's borderline wide receiver 5, off, you know, like in terms of end, end number, right? So, I mean, I think that's kind of what you're looking at here. So you draft him at 9 or 10, I mean – you pretty much know what you're getting with a, a good deal of upside. I love Keenan Allen. This next guy, I love too, but I don't love his quarterback. Number 10, Tyree Kill. Um, I, I think his production will be – it's hard to say. You really have no idea what's going to happen this year with Tyreek. I mean – and it's weird just going and having an actual – has Tyreek ever had a capable wide receiver two behind him in Kansas City? Obviously, Travis Kelsey was there, but Rossi was so similar to him. Um, I mean – It's so weird. No. It, it's just – and do you trust two – I mean, Tyreek Hill's majority of his points came from like – bombs from maybe the best passer in the league in Mahomes. Um, and, and I don't... 
doesn't seem like a deep ball pass. Right? right. This doesn't really seem like a. I mean, Tua's not a, a, a really much of a passer to begin with. So you really expect him to be chucking the ball deep downfield. Um, I don't know. I feel like the top three wide receiver upside as he always does because he's Tyree Kill and right. And and if he ends up hitting, you're getting a guy probably in the second, third round who could be one of the best receivers in the league potentially. There's zero chance he gets to the third round. Well, late second round. Late second. You get the point. Sure, um, but yeah, it's just a. A thing though that he is probably wide receiver twenty downside, uh, right? Which is still solid, but it's not wide. He's you don't trust him necessarily as a wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, with that downside, and it's so boom and bust week to week that he could have some thirty point weeks to get you in the playoffs, and then just have some five point weeks to push <laughs> you out. And that's what he's always been too. Right. Um, and, and then so- and then you know what happens if Tua goes down. Right, two has been injured a lot in his first couple of years in the NFL. Well, then obviously they give ten percent of the franchise to Tom Brady. Right, no, I mean yes, but 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 in, in a real response, you know, you have to think about that too, because you're dealing with a quarterback no, who who's not been on the field for quite a bit of time in his career, right? I think he's missed as many games as he's played. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that stat, but um... yeah, if you were if you're taking Tyree Kill, look for a, another guy to uh, be very consistent. Like you could take Tyree Kill. I think his ADP is two hundred five, and then Keenan's is three hundred five. If you're at, uh, I guess, pick five, you get one of those top six running backs, and you go Hill into Keenan. Yeah. I really like that. But if you get Tyree Kill and then have two running backs and then your next receiver maybe in round like four or five is not a necessarily a – Not a consistent a guy. Consistent guy. Right. Um, like you get maybe Terry McLaurin after that who, whose ADP is 403. Um, right. Then it's kind of a thing where it's like I, I don't love it, you know? Can't. You can't love it. That's the thing. Um. Okay. You need low risk if you're taking Tyree Kill. I think. Right. You need another low. You need more low risk players because he's that so high risk. Um. At eleven, we have AJ Brown, and I love AJ Brown. I think he's excellent. Um. The question is Jalen Hurts. You know, we know he can definitely throw it. It's just Jaylen that. Hurts is a very good fantasy quarterback. Right. But you have to wonder, none of his receivers had crazy numbers last year. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it was through his run game. A lot of it was dump-off passes. Uh, You have to wonder what kind of production Brown will have, as well as uh, A.J. Brown being consistently injured throughout last year. Right. Um, Uh, He's... He's been mired in injury for a very long time. So I think, I mean, to me almost, right, the question becomes, is A.J. Brown a guy who you can really trust this year? I would say A.J. Brown is a more risky option than Tyree Kill. Um, I mean, I almost have to agree with that. More risky option than Devo Samuel or C.D. uh, CD Lamb's close. But – uh, I just, I just scared because um, AJ Brown, even with, uh, I mean, is Ryan Tannehill that much a better passer than Jalen Hurts is? I would say yes, and the only reason I would say this because, be hold on, hold on. I would say he's no, he's definitely better. I think red zone wise, he's going to get more targets. The only other thing I would say is that Ryan Tannehill doesn't run with the football as much as Jalen Hurts does, so I think you have to factor that in a little bit too. Um, those are those are the only few things that I personally would point out. Um, at the end of the day, um, I mean, at the end of the day, and personally, to me, I like AJ Brown to an extent, but it's just it's tough to pick a risky receiver like that. 
Like, it's just... Especially for his ADP. His ADP is 304 right now. He's getting drafted before Keenan Allen. He's getting drafted before Mike Evans. He's getting drafted before some of these guys that I would much, much, much rather have. Like, it's almost like in fantasy, you got to pick your punches with, with risky players. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to pick some players who have some risk to them because that's how you win a fantasy league, right? I mean, you 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 inevitably will have a guy who's like, listen, he came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't expect him to be this good, right? But it just feels like sometimes it's like you're better off picking a guy who's maybe not going to be as explosive, but, I mean, you're trying to, you know, make the playoffs at least. And if you got money on the line, I mean, do you really want to throw it away because A.J. Brown's not performing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not a – 10 to 11 for us, very risky. It's one of those things where I don't value them at the current ADP, but I value them as a fantasy player. I right. Don't draft. I don't know if I draft Tyreek Hill at 205, but if he falls to me at – if Michael's there at 211, I guess I would – Well, I would be there at 202. I'm not picking Tyreek at 202. At 207 or whatever, um, 208, and would I value Tyreek Hill there if he doesn't go 204, 205, 206? Um, and I get maybe a running back in the first round. If I go Cooper Cup into Tyreek Hill, I'm, oh, uh, I'd love that. Um, right. Do I value him at 204 when I draft him there after taking a running back? Probably not. Right. Um, and, and it's almost like like you you almost in that scenario hope someone else picks him because then you're like, well. I'd go, I'd go CD over him. Right. They're both around the same ADP. So, sometimes to me it's almost like when you have a guy who's really good, you know he's really good, and he's very high risk though. And he's he's like you know he's he's your your picks coming up. You're like you almost hope sometimes he gets drafted, so you don't have to make that decision where it's like, well, do I take the riskier player or take a safer guy, right? Because then you're going to be beating yourself up all year if you take the safe guy and the riskier guy goes off, or you know vice versa. But um, at twelve we have Michael Pittman. I love Michael Pittman. I've said this year after year after year. I think Michael Pittman is so talented. And Matt Ryan definitely slowed down a little bit. Like, I'm not out here saying Matt Ryan is the same Matt Ryan as in he, when he won the MVP. But he can definitely throw the football. And he's definitely going to throw it to Michael Pittman. There's no one else to throw to this on this team besides Alec Pierce. So it's just Pittman and Pierce to me, Connor. So why not take Michael Pittman? I mean, I think he's excellent. A lot of upside. And I think he's going to be fairly consistent. I think downside is low on him. What do you think? No, yeah, I'd be, I'd be in on Pittman uh, for his ADP especially. What is his ADP? I'm just curious. Uh, right now it's about 406. I mean, I'd consider him taking him in the third round, late in the third round. Like if I'm there at three eleven, well, actually, I guess I'd be there early fourth round, anyways. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? It, it, it really depends um, on a lot, I guess. Um, I don't know how much I value him there. He was in my other league. I got him in round five, I think. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, Nixon Swift. Mike Keenan, Pittman, Short. So yeah, I got him round five there um, mm -hmm. on a draw, um, and I'm ecstatic with him there as my flex option. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. If that were me, fam, I would love that. Um, I like Michael Pittman a lot, but, but am I valuing him as a wide receiver too, necessarily? Um, Actually, yes, uh, but I'm not valuing him as the wide receiver one for sure. Right, he's a low – I think he's a mid-wide receiver two, though, but with upside, with upside for sure. Um, okay. He's a guy that I take behind Tyree Kill to be my kind of consistent – Yeah, that, that's a good call right there. He, They're definitely a good pair because you know Michael Pittman's getting targets. He's going to get – he's going to get stuff like that. So he's – 
he's a good guy to take behind uh, uh, Tyreek because I almost think as well, Pittman's got a lot of upside, very little downside too. So um, I like I like that personally. Um, okay. Um, next up, we have T. Higgins, the other man in uh, Cincinnati. Excuse me. Go ahead, Connor. I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um, yeah, so Higgins is a weird one um, because he, he did play well last year. Um, he posted a 24% target share. Uh, he was 10th in years per route one. He had more targets than Jamar Chase after the bye. Um, and I think he's a very good wide receiver, too. I'd rather get him at 309 than I would Chase at 109. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, he'll get he better for PPR. He'll probably get more targets, I think, as the wide receiver, too, there. Right. Um, Jamar Chase, you're not expecting him to, to repeat it. He had the, maybe the best rookie wide receiver uh, season ever, uh, especially in the fantasy. Uh, that, that I don't expect him to repeat that. And, right. Uh, Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. I, I just love T. Higgins here. Um, I, I draft him higher. I draft him over um, a lot of guys that are around that around before him ADP wise. Right. His ADP is three oh nine right now. Yeah. He's he's out. Yeah. I mean, who, who's before Terry McLaurin? To me, Connor, if he's at three, if he's at three eleven, Teagan's on my team, bro. Like that's you know what I'm saying. Like, unless you take him. Are you? Are you? Are you dra- oh, I'm not gonna take him at three. Are you drafting T Higgins or Michael Pittman? It's probably I draft T Higgins. I could probably get both, to be honest with you. You you could get both, but you're also looking at trying to do a running back into wide receiver. Uh, honestly, to me, I would probably take T Higgins. Because I know I'd probably have a better chance of getting Michael Pittman on the turnaround if I wanted to have that option. Because I know if I take Pittman before, I'm probably not going to be getting that opportunity to take Pitt, uh, to take Higgins. And, and do you better take Pittman and then going to maybe a wide receiver two at that point? Someone dropping like maybe James Conner? Um, I'm not a big James Conner guy, so I wouldn't I'm take... Just talking names. Yeah. Zeke Elliott. Maybe I'm not a big Zeke guy either, but I do get what you're saying. I mean, the point is valid. Um, and, and and one more thing, by the way, my encouragement to everybody: study ADP, study where guys are going in PPR, learn where. Yeah, don't just definitely don't make your rankings and draft based on your rankings. Like as I mentioned that league before, if I was drafting based on my rankings, then Pittman would have been on my team in round four versus him dropping. Uh, right look at look at your adps look at where guys are projected to go and i mean inevitably some guys will get taken off the board early and if there's a guy you really love then you should take him but i mean why take a guy in round four when you have a very confident chance you're going to get him in round five like study the adp board don't just go off your ranking because if you're going based off your ranking you know you might have a a good team but you're going to be probably overdrafting a lot of guys you know what I'm saying? For FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, at 14, we have DJ Moore. Um, I love DJ Moore this year. Baker Mayfield is almost certainly going to be the starter. And while Baker is probably not as... Overall, I'd say Darnold has a higher ceiling, I guess. But Baker Mayfield is very consistent. I think there's a lot of potential with Baker Mayfield. Um, and I think you know he's going to get the ball to his wideouts. I think DJ Moore is one of those guys. DJ Moore just can't catch a fucking touchdown to save his life. No, that is what he cannot do. He does not catch touchdowns, which is which is heartbreak. If he can, if he can up his touchdown rate, he's a top ten wide receiver, but he didn't catch any touchdowns. He's a wide receiver too. He's right. got to be ranked as a wide receiver too, just because four touchdowns is not good enough to be a wide receiver. Right, but if he can hit like eight or nine. Yeah, if he can, uh, and you don't really know how Robbie Anderson's gonna come back. I mean, for for time there early in the season, Robbie Anderson looked like your wide receiver one um, mm-hmm. for Sam Darnold, and then it kind of got weird, and and 
and DJ Moore kind of had a better end to the season. It, it was a weird scenario in, in Panthers in Carolina there, uh, Charlotte. But yeah, I mean, DJ Moore has everything going for him, the yards, the targets. He's a very good route runner. And I like the – it's a quarterback upgrade. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just so scared of, of him not getting open in the end zone. And obviously they go to the running back, too, especially if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. Right. He exploded once Christian McCaffrey got injured. He wasn't really talked about. He was a – Late round pick a couple years. Right, but and, and uh, I do think I still do think he can still be big though, even if Christian McCaffrey gets injured. I still uh, think he yeah, can. I, I value him high, and if he can get the the red zone targets down, uh, he jump he jump high. It's just so worrisome that if he can't catch a that if he doesn't, um, you're you're just you're in for it. Right, he becomes a flex option if he doesn't get those touchdowns. I know, I've drafted him before. Um, at 15, we have DK Metcalf. And this is another one where it's like, we know DK Metcalf is incredible, um, but Drew Locke, right? I mean, that's... Drew Locke's touchdown rate is 3.8%. Russell Wilson's was 6.8%. Uh, it's going to be a run-first team for sure. Um Drew Locke is there. Uh, I mean, Drew Locke has shown signs but did not play great last year. It's so boomer bust. Yeah. Um, It's Tyree Kill taken to a new level of week-to-week play. Whether he gets one of those bomb touchdown catches on one of these weeks is possible, and there's a chance that he just doesn't get targeted. By the way, just curious, what is Tyler Lockett's average ADP right now? Tyler Lockett? Yeah. Because I like Tyler Lockett, man. I feel like he's still going to get a lot of targets. Probably not a lot of touchdowns, but... Tyler Lockett was the best, one of the best deep ball catchers of the past five years. Right. I don't know if Drew Lockett threw the deep ball. That's where a lot of Lockett's everything... That's true. I mean, I still like him, though. I mean, if you can get him at, you know, I mean, what is eight probably... Yeah, if he's your second guy off the bench who can play in some weeks against a bad secondary and when the guys are by sure round nine sure um but i don't want him to you don't want him being your flex even the first right. bench guy on my team okay definitely not yeah i mean it's worrisome very worrisome sure. well i just sit him on my bench next to like uh i don't know another guy who like a i don't even know if i draft Three wide receivers, two running backs, first five picks, maybe a tight end in there, and then get maybe another wide receiver on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's a round six wide receiver? Rashad Bateman. Um, and then I have Tyler Lockett behind them. Sure, I'd be fine with that. Uh, would I draft Christian Kirk, who's supposed to go a whole round lower above him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would I draft Robert Woods, who's supposed to go almost two rounds below him? Yes. Again, study your ADP, folks. Like it, it's so crucial. There are guys who are getting drafted at the bottom of these leagues, and you know how most people draft. They go on ESPN, they they look at the ESPN board and whoever the top guys there, and they draft them over because they listen to ESPN. Look at your ADPs. Look at your ADPs. Yeah. I mean, am I drafting? Freaking! I don't even know. Uh... Devontae Parker, who's supposed to go six rounds below him. Would I value Devontae Parker on my team more than Tyler Lockett? I think so. Yeah. Um, it, it, look at your ADPs, folks. It's like it's so it's so easy to to like literally do so much good stuff in fantasy if you look at your ADP. There's definitely a good chance DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's ADP right now is four twelve, uh, which is a guy who was a second rounder last year. And, and if there's leads like that have Michaels in them that are like, oh, well, I don't know if I like this quarterback, uh, uh, and he drops and he's there midway through the fifth, maybe all the way to the late fifth, and you're like, fuck it, it's DK Metcalf. Right. I mean, who? It's DK Metcalf. He still could be incredible. What if? What if Drew Locke finally is good? Like, you know what I'm saying? He would be a fine flex for me. He would be yeah. a fine even 
wide receiver two in some scenarios, uh, depending on who your wide receiver one is. If Cooper Cup's my wide receiver one, and then I go running back, running back, then I'm and guys are other guys are off the board, and I'm choosing between like DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy, and I don't know. Jalen Waddle, I think I draft DK Metcalf. Yeah. All right. Moving on. At 16, we have Mike Williams. And um, Mike Williams is awesome to straight the year. He's awesome when he's healthy. And he wasn't he wasn't the, the, the big thing about last year is he was not only used as a deep threat as he was for the rest I know he's actually being used as a as a as like a uh, a mid mid-range threat too like you know what I'm saying like he's yeah. versatile he's, I'd expect him to get 20% of the target shares I expect him to get double digit touchdowns uh and last season but every single season of his career he's had an injury um I, I mean, I, if Mike Evans is fully healthy, I would rather him than Keenan Allen. Um, but I just can't trust his health. But you know he's getting injured. Like, that's the thing. You know he's going to go down. And and it, and last year, it was actually better because he only was down for a few games last year. However, his production dropped a lot after that. But he's had some years where he starts off fantastic, and then he gets injured, and then he doesn't play the rest of the season. And then you're stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. Because no one wants Mike Williams after week eight, pretty much, because you get nervous. But a flex option is like. I had him as a flex last year. He was awesome. I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him as a wide receiver too. Right, if he can stay healthy, he would be. If he can stay healthy, he is wide receiver one upside, in my opinion. Yes. But yeah, that's just such a big if. That's a, it's an if. I mean, you just never know what you're going to get with uh, Mike Williams, is it? And, but he did finish as a top 12 receiver. A year ago. He was right, but he wasn't He wasn't helping you out in fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at the end of the year is when you need your guys to be good. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens here. All right, next up, I got who I, I love. I think Brandon Cooks is the most underrated fantasy receiver out there, Connor. In, always is. in my opinion He's always the most undervalued receiver he has beat his adp for the past five years he's going to be a focal point for the off what's his adp right now 603 i'm taking him at six guess, guess who's taking him at 602 connor <laughs> me unless you take him in the fifth unless you take him in the fifth um Six or seven years, he's been a top twenty. I I like I love first off I love Brandon Cook. I think he's awesome. I do think that um, Davis Mills is. I mean, he's all right. He's not as bad as Texans quarterbacks in the past. Brandon Cooks is really the only option on that entire team. He's gonna get targets. I think he's gonna have a better year than last year, anyways. Based on his ADP, he's a flex option, uh, and he would probably be, in my opinion, the best flex in the league. Oh, yeah. I'm take, I am want Brandon Cooks, and I'm going to say it right here. So, Connor, you better not take him from me because I swear to God. I want Brandon Cooks at 602. He's going to be there. I know it. I bet you other guys are going to be up there over him. Yeah. I mean, unless Thomas takes him at 601, which he – I mean, I guess he could do. I, it will come down to – what does Thomas's team look like at 5'11"? You know what I'm saying? You're on at 4'11". You probably have DJ Moore on the, on the turn. You probably also have um, some decent other options there. Maybe Waddle, maybe um, Jerry Judy. Do you, do you DK Metcalf, potentially, do you take one of those guys at 4'11"? No, I don't like those guys so much as Brandon Cooks. So you take Brandon Cooks over DJ Moore? Right, because I feel like I can get a running back there who's probably a little bit better. Maybe tight end, too. Draft That's up. only three picks off. Okay, now I say both of them fall to you. Who? Between who? Both DJ Moore and uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I think, in my opinion. Then why do we have DJ Moore rated above Brandon Cooks? 
Well, I don't know. I take DJ Moore. Uh, I take the next guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right about that. But, but I mean, is that probably gonna is that gonna happen though? Do you think? Potentially, maybe. I don't know. It could. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I, think, I guess we'll see. I do I love Brandon Cooks. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have to take a short break before we get back to the last three wide receivers. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right. At 18, I love I love this guy too, Connor. I love this guy too. I got I gotta say, I love this guy too. Um I love DeAndre Johnson. Oh gotcha. Yeah. I think I think he's overdrafted. Right. But I feel like he's gonna get like last year, he got a lot of like he PPR nightmare because he's got so many. Yeah, but because Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw it fast. But I, I feel like this year Johnson he's only had fourteen percent of his targets come twenty plus yards down the field. Right, but I feel like this year he'll he'll be more well rounded. Will he or will he be the short term? <clears throat> I mean, they didn't pay him like a wide receiver one. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Was never great at short routes uh, whatsoever. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like Deontay Johnson's such a versatile receiver. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he does so much more than very, very good hands, uh, which he didn't have a couple years ago. He's definitely improved on that. And I feel like his red zone target share is going to go up, in my opinion. It could. I don't know, uh, especially with Najee Harris getting so much work, especially with a very, very good deep ball guy in. Um, Chase Claypool, uh, who didn't really see the target share last year because Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw it far. Right, but Juju's gone now. <laughs> so the- yeah, Juju's gone. Juju wasn't used as a wide receiver two or wide receiver one. He was used as a wide receiver three. Right, but he still he took up Juju at all. Yeah, I mean, he but he- a very high target share at all. Uh, That's true. I don't know. I just don't. I, I was in love with Deontay Johnson going into next year because I knew Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw it far, and he targeted Deontay Johnson so many times per game. I think it changes this year. Right. I think Deontay Johnson got paid like the guy. I don't think he got targeted like the guy. I think his production will go down um, from an already decent year, a wide receiver two year, not even a wide receiver one, which is what I projected him to break out into. That's why, like, I was, when we did this, you go and listen to a podcast on this last year, I was probably in love with Deontay Johnson, and and he kind of killed that for me, uh, the way the team's changed, and that he didn't break out completely last year. Do I expect him to break out again? Not particularly. Uh, Right. So this is a guy who looked like one of the biggest breakout candidates last year. This is, this is the guy who, when I was rating Deontay Johnson last year, is what I'm rating Michael Pittman this year. Right, no, I, that you're definitely supposed to get drafted over Pittman. He's his ADP's before. Pittman. Right, right, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like Deontay Johnson for where we have him. You know what I'm saying? I love Deontay Johnson at okay, eighteen. Yeah. If, if these wide receivers are getting drafted as their rankings go, and he's the 18th wide receiver off the board, that would be incredible. Right. That that's I guess that's what I'm saying. Tenth, eleventh wide receiver. Off the What's his ADP right now? Is he a fourth rounder right now? Ew. No, thank you. I'm passing on that. Uh, though, notable guys above him, Terry McLaurin. Um, I'm not taking Terry McLaurin. So what? Some some other bum in our league is going to take Terry McLaurin, and I'm going to take Brandon Cooks two rounds below him, and guess who's going to be better? Brandon Cooks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's – study your ADPs, people. That's the one thing you should learn from this episode besides everything else. <laughs> At number 19, we have Cortland Sutton. Um, I like Cortland Sutton at 19. Okay. I mean, what's his ADP right now? 504. Okay, that's that's all Cortland right. Sutton will have touchdown up. Cortland Sutton is going to immediately slot into the Tyler Lockett role for Denver. Yeah. Drew Lock was not a deep ball wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, I think, is one of the better deep ball receivers. Right, and um, what's his face is injured too. Getting- right? Um, Tim Patrick, who's a deep ball guy who got injured. Tim Patrick is definitely injured. And, and, and Russell Wilson over his career has been maybe the best deep ball wide receiver. In the league. Deep ball throw, yeah. I mean, he just has been. I mean, so good. Um, how do you think Tyler Lockett had all those touchdowns, right? I mean, who threw, who's throwing them to him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was targeted. Sutton was targeted 29 times, 
20 plus yards down the field last year. He only caught nine of them, and a lot of that was due to Drew Locke's accuracy. With, with you got to think both of those. Good. You got to think all of that's going up. I think it's a high flying AFC West division. A lot of passing. If Cortland Sutton's on the board for me at five oh five, five or six. I'm taking him without a shadow of a doubt. Am I picking? So I'll be picking 111, two, uh, 202, 311, 402, 511. Yeah, so I probably don't have a good shot at getting Cortland Sutton. And, and I wouldn't take him at 411. Right, unless I way overdraft him, which, I mean, again, it depends on who's on the board, to be fair, right? I'm not saying it's without, you know, it's it's improbable, but like, it is it's improbable that I take Corlin Sun. It's just. I mean, you're thinking about guys that are on that four or two. You probably have Pittman on there, right? Um, and you probably have other guys on there, possible. Um, and I wouldn't take um, I wouldn't take Sun over them. But in terms of my ADP in this league, we're talking about is going to be five oh six. And if he's a five oh four guy, if he gets down to me there. I'm taking without a shadow of doubt. When I reach for him at four, um, what would I be, four oh six? Yeah. And she's on the board. I take him over Deontay Johnson personally. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Um, and, and do I expect, I mean, like, DJ Moore will probably be on the board. Do I take him over DJ Moore? Maybe. 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 Depend- I mean, touchdown share is going to be more, probably, right? I mean, it is tough, and this is what it comes down into fantasy. You got to make these decisions, and that's why you really have to do your work. Going, it depends what I'm going. If I'm going for a late QB, like a Brady or a Russell Wilson, I would be in love with a Sutton Russ stack. Right, and that's what I have in my league. If, even though Sutton's my second guy off the bench because Pittman's my flex, I have a Sutton Russ stack. But I feel like you're you're going to be in the position where you can uh, uh, at some point potentially trade. One of those guys and get. There's so, there's so many guys I can trade. My team in this league is ridiculous. My bench is Travis Etienne, Diesel, and Kenneth Walker. All right, is this the money league, bro? What money league is this? Can I play? Bro, can I play? I want to make money like that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, this is, this is a trade. I built my team for trades, really. Um. All right. Next up, we have, and the final wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, Connor. Take it away. Yeah, Waddle's a guy who, who who may jump because of that no longer wide receiver one scenario. Um, these are guys that, that you see explode being the wide receiver two, and it's happened consistently. Um, and, and the way Jalen Waddle can get open, especially in short routes for Dua, uh, while Tyree Kill will take three guys over the top chasing him, uh, which has opened up that that offense for him just a lot more um mm-hmm. i think he's definitely undervalued because of hill's impact I, I i could argue that he'll have a better season than hill as well uh, but these two guys crossing one of them's bound to be open um and i i do like waddle uh his four i he's 408 adp seems low to me and now he's definite wide receiver two on this team Right? I mean, and, and so many guys explode in that spot. I feel like you can go down the list and there's literally just hundreds of names that you can be like, yo, as a wide receiver too, Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju like Juju ridiculous. Smith-Schuster, the year after him, Chris Godwin exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many guys that, that have another guy open up the middle of the field for them. And if they're good enough at getting open, can run good enough routes for, for Waddle that's being fast enough, right. he will find himself open a lot. Uh, and, and if Tua can hit him, if Tua can see that and, and not just look at the the number one read, which will probably be Tyree Killer for the top, it, mm-hmm. he'll be great. He'll be great. Um, it, it, once again, it's that trust in, in Tua. Shit, if, if they ended up doing that Tom Brady thing, uh, I'd be valuing – Tyreek Hill as a top five wide receiver and Jalen Waddle maybe a top 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't trust Tua, and that's where we have him ranked down at 20. Right. I mean, that it, it's <laughs> it's not that Jalen Waddle's bad. It's, you know what I'm saying? Um, very good receiver, super fast, good feet. Uh, like, man, that QB situation is tough. Uh, 
trip guys like it's gonna be interesting anyways whew, long episode i do want to mention we yeah go ahead about Amelia, but um we we do have terry mccloyd wink outside of our yeah and initially i mean i think he's it's an interesting pick because he's definitely his wide receiver one and i feel like He's gonna get target. I don't know. It's interesting. I just hate his value so much. At four, I would never in my life draft him at four or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd avoid him at all costs. Uh, and he does have top twelve wide receiver upside. But I say he's a wide receiver two, and I'm not drafting wide receiver a, a, a middle of the pack wide receiver two at four or three at them. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, Carson Wentz is a passing upgrade over Taylor Heineke. Um, but does that mean Perry McLaurin's now the guy? Uh, I don't trust it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be something else this year, I think, personally. Um, anyways, thank you all for joining. Connor and I, I think, you know, we'll do, we'll do a stream soon, or we'll do a, like a sleeper draft stream, and we'll just go through pick by pick, mock draft. Yeah, go through it. We'll, we'll do that. We'll get that up there soon. Put it on the YT. Um, and yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.